Guilty. Guilty. Are you guilty? All right, who did it? Was it you? Was it you? Come on now, fess up. Who did it? Who's guilty? Was it you? Now, if you really think you're guilty of something, we've got something to talk about here after service. There's nothing I've got in mind. But I think I could poll the whole congregation. If there was something that went through your mind just for a minute, he's going to call it out. Something that I'm guilty of. Are you guilty? Is it you? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Guilt. It's hard on you. So there's something we're all guilty of. But guilt is good in a way. I mean, it shows you still have a conscience. Guilt is good in a way because it, it, sh- it shows that you're still trying to take responsibility for something that you've, that you've done wrong. Let's see if we can't get rid of guilt in your life today. Let's get rid of it. Let's get it out of your life. Are you guilty? Is it you? We can look at the first family, not the Obamas, Adam's family. We can look at the first family in Genesis chapter 3. They ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had done wrong. In verse 8, they hid themselves from the Lord. They were guilty and they knew it and they tried to run from their responsibilities. Adam blamed Eve. Eve. Eve blamed Satan. But you can't hide from God, can you? You can't hide from God. You're guilty. What are you guilty of? Cain killed his brother Abel in chapter 4. When the Lord asked Cain where his brother was, Cain replied with, a, with, with arrogance and a lie. Let's revisit the definition of guilt. Guilt is the feeling of responsibility for having done something wrong. And, and too many know they are wrong, but they will not own up to their responsibility for the guilt that they have, for the wrong that they've done. But guilt is still gnaws, manifests itself in many different ways. You blame others like Adam and Eve. You get angry like Cain. Psychologist Catherine Pratt says that there are seven reasons why you feel guilty. And I tried to think of a Bible person who fit each and every one of these, and I did. I thought of a Bible person that fit each and every one of these seven reasons why someone would feel guilty, and I did. It's Peter. Peter, bless his heart, must have lived with a lot of guilt. Dr. Pratt says the first reason you feel guilty is that you're trying to avoid something. You're trying to avoid something. What is it in your life that you're trying to avoid? And it's making you feel guilty. It's eating at you. It's gnawing at you. In Galatians chapter 2, Paul is speaking 
of the Gentile brethren whom Peter was trying to avoid, trying to avoid. Even though Peter, more than anybody else, in Acts chapter 10, he had been given a vision to show him that the Gentiles were, were not unclean anymore. But he's still trying to avoid them. Paul said in, 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 J, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Because of the Jews, Peter tried to avoid the Gentiles. What are you trying to avoid? Peter was guilty. What are you guilty of avoiding? Second reason why we feel guilty is that we react instead of choose. We react instead of choose. In the gospel accounts, Jesus is, is in the Garden of Eden, excuse me, the Garden of Gethsemane, and the soldiers, they come to arrest him. And Peter takes his sword and he cuts off the ear of Malchus, the high priest's servant. Jesus heals this man's ear, but if you notice, impetuously, Peter takes that sword and he takes matters into his own hands. He reacts instead of chooses. We call this a knee-jerk reaction. How many of you are guilty of a knee-jerk reaction in a situation in your life and the guilt is still bearing down on you? Peter could have chose to listen to the Lord. I mean, if the Lord hadn't been there, they probably would have all been killed. But the Lord heals Malchus's ear. Peter's just like us. Instead of making a good choice, he reacts. Are you, are you, a, are you guilty of this in your life? A third reason you feel guilty is somebody's pushing your buttons. What are your buttons? How easy is it for somebody to push them? Before Jesus was arrested, he told Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny me three times. Peter, Peter said, oh no, Lord, I'll die for you. No, you're going to deny me three times before the, before the rooster crows. And in John chapter 18, after Jesus was arrested, Peter followed along to see what would happen. And three times, just like the Lord said, three times Peter denies Jesus. Peter's scared. He's alone. People just kept pushing his button. You're one of them, aren't you? You're one of those men that followed Jesus, aren't you? No, I don't, I don't know the man. You're one of them, aren't you? You're him. I know it's you. No, that's not me. No, wait, wait, wait. It's not me. Surely, Mark chapter 14, 69, you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. Your speech shows it. Then he, Peter, began to curse and swear, I do not know the man you speak of. He heard the rooster crow. The Bible says he wept. He was guilty. He just kept pushing his buttons over and over and over again. They couldn't take it. Do you feel guilty because someone's been pushing your buttons and you've, you've lashed out in a way you shouldn't have? You've lashed out in, well, anything but a Christian attitude. A fourth reason 
why people feel guilty, according to Dr. Pratt, is they don't forgive themselves. The events following Jesus' arrest and, and crucifixion and burial and resurrection to Peter must have been bittersweet. Peter goes back to what he knew best. He, he goes back to fishing. And at the end of the, the book of John, we see an exchange between Jesus and Peter. And many scholars say this is the point. This is the point where, where Jesus restores Peter. And he uses the occasion to wipe out the, the three denials that Peter had of him. Because Jesus asked Peter three times if he loved him. Jesus asked him three times, chapter 21, verse 17, and Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Peter had to get over his guilt. And Jesus knew that. The Lord knew that. The Lord knew that if he was ever going to be able to do his job and do his job correctly and do his job with any kind of love and any kind of, any kind of guidance from the Lord, that he had to get over this guilt. Are you not productive because you're guilty? Is that it? Is that the reason some of you aren't as productive and you've been given these great gifts and you've been given these, these, these great, these, these, these wonderful talents and you won't use them for God? Is it because you feel guilty? You won't forgive yourself? Another reason we feel guilty is that guilt is a conditioned response. Guilt is a conditioned response. Whatever happens, we, we feel like it's our fault. Whatever happens. That's the reason I, I started off the way I did this sermon. I, I asked you, do, do you feel guilty? And a lot of you, you didn't even know what I was talking about. There wasn't anything I was talking about. But when I said, is it you? Are you the one that feels guilty? Some of you felt guilty. I know you did. You're conditioned to feel that way. We all act this way to some degree. In Mark's account, the book of Mark, the Last Supper, chapter 14, verse 18, Jesus makes the announcement that one of the twelve eating with him would betray him. And in verse 19 it says, one by one, and this would include Peter, one by one they said, is it I? Is it I? You know, I put the apple with the bite out of it for a reason. It's a symbol represents sin, sin that's been committed. Is it you? Ask yourself, is it you that's betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ? How is it? How, what are you guilty of? What's that bite represent for you? Another reason we feel guilty is we feel the world should be a certain way. The world should be a certain way and we should, we should make it that way. And when we can't make it that way, we feel guilty. I don't see this as a reason in as much as a, maybe a culmination of all the other reasons. No doubt Peter knew the world should be favorable toward Jesus Christ. There may have been a number of factors that came into play when in Mark chapter 8, Jesus told the disciples that he would be killed 
and rise from the dead after three days. Look at Mark chapter 8, verse 32. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Now get that in your mind. Get that in your mind. Jesus has told the disciples something, and Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes Jesus. Because he didn't want the world to be that way. He didn't want the Christ. I mean, just a few verses before he said, you are the Christ. You are the one that was promised. It's basically what he's saying. When we start insisting that the world turn our way, we need to be rebuked just like Peter when Christ said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. Do you try to, try to wrest control from God? The main reason most people feel guilty is fear. Are you guilty? Is it you? What are you afraid of? What are you scared of? In Matthew chapter 14, the apostles saw Jesus walking on the water. And Peter wanted to walk too. But he began to sink. Because he was afraid, verse 30. And you are sinking today in your guilt and your shame, you're sinking, and you're sinking, and you're sinking, and you're sinking, and you feel so guilty, and you don't know what to do. You're afraid. And I'm going to add one more reason. I'm going to add an eighth reason to Dr. Pratt's list. One more reason why we feel guilty. It incorporates all the others into a biblical reason. This eighth reason is the reason that you avoid things. This eighth reason is the reason that you react the way that you do. It's the reason that you allow others to push your buttons. It's the reason you won't forgive you and it always seems like it's your fault and you always seem to feel guilty. This eighth reason is the reason why you are afraid and guilty today. You're guilty because of sin. Unresolved sin. Biblical guilt comes from unresolved sin. You're a sinner. You know it. You've not made things right with God and you feel guilty. You have violated the law of God. You are in complete rebellion. You, you want to do good. You want to, but that's not what happens. You shot for the bullseye, but you missed the mark. Now your sin has separated you from God, and you know the wages. You are very aware of the wages of sin. You know them. They're death. You know that. And it makes you feel even more guilty. And yet you sit there, unwilling to resolve your sin problem. 
You've avoided it all you can, but I'm not going to let you avoid it today. You don't get to avoid it today. Who is it that feels guilty? Is it you? You've been tempted, James chapter 1, verse 15. Your desires have enticed you. You lust, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Each and every one of us are different. We all have our own fruit that we want to take a bite out of. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life. What's your pleasure? What's your pleasure? We're all guilty. Sin comes out of the heart, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. And James said, this lust conceives sin which brings forth death. And who is it? Who is it? Who is it out in the audience today who sits with unresolved sin in your life? In the early 1980s, there was a modern art exhibit that featured a chair. And when you sat down in this chair, there was a shotgun, a double-barrel shotgun, staring you right in the face when you sat down in this art exhibit. And the trigger on this gun was set to a mechanism that within 100 years, the gun would go off. Now, would you sit in a chair like that? It could go off any time. Would you sit in such a chair? Let me tell you something. There were lines every day to sit in that chair. People wanted to sit in that chair and have that gun staring them in the face and not know whether it's going to go off or not. Let me tell you something. If you sit there with unresolved sin in your life, you're sitting there just the same way. You might as well have a loaded gun pointed to your head. Because the Lord Jesus Christ could come back at any time. And if you sit there with unresolved sin when the Lord comes back, you'll still be guilty. That's not how you want to be. That's not how you want to be. You want to do good. You want to resolve sin. You want to be brave. You want to be prepared. You don't want to feel guilty anymore. You know God is good, Romans chapter 2, verse 4, and wants you to be saved. But you also know that unless you repent, you will perish. And it's hard to feel good when you, when you feel guilty. So what do you do? What do you do to resolve that guilt? What do you do when you recognize the fact that you're a sinner? And what do you do when you recognize that fact to get rid of that guilt? Act quickly. Act quickly. There's no time to waste. Act quickly. Number one thing that you can do is pray. You could pray. Like we talked about last week, if you're not a Christian, seek God. Grope for God. Like, like Paul preached about in Acts chapter 17. Seek for Him. Grope for Him in the hope that maybe you'll find Him. Act quickly. Do it now. 
If you are a Christian, you have this promise that non-Christians don't have. If you are a Christian, you have the promise, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess your sins to God, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. But you've got to act quickly because you don't know when the gun's going off. You don't know when the Lord's coming back. And you'll be caught unaware. But we don't. We don't. Sometimes we'd rather live with the guilt than pray to our Heavenly Father. So what can we do? Well, act quickly. If you won't get rid of guilt in your life, act quickly. Confess your sins. Take responsibility. Like John Maxwell said, when you and me take responsibility for, responsibility for our actions, it is the best day of our lives. But we won't. We'd rather live with the guilt than confess to God or anyone what we've done. Because what we've done is bad. But we need to act. And we need to act quickly. To get rid of our guilt, we need to repent and be truly sorry for what we've done. Not for what you may have been caught doing, for what you've done. You've sinned. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted. And, and some feel guilty even after they've repented. Even after you've repented, you still feel guilty. It, it, Dan Eubanks, he, he wrote this in the Gospel Advocate. I planned this sermon a long time before he wrote this, but it just so happened to be in this month's Gospel Advocate on guilt. And he said this about guilt. Some have unresolved guilt because of an unrealistic and overly sensitive conscience. Though God has freely forgiven them, they cannot forgive themselves. While an unfeeling conscience is a sad state, it is almost as bad to go too far in the other direction. To repent and keep Sin out of our lives, it takes dedication and determination. In Acts chapter 26, Paul, speaking to King Agrippa, said that he told everyone that he had come in contact with to repent, to, to turn to God, to do the works befitting repentance. And it takes work. It takes determination. It takes a, a fire to do what's right. But it's sad to say there's no fire. There's no fire in you, is there? There's no fire to repent. No fire to make things right. But if you want to make things right, what you need to do is you need to act quickly. You need to act quickly and obey. Obey the gospel if you have not. Be baptized into Jesus Christ if you have not. Act quickly on this. If you have been baptized, act quickly. Get busy. One way to get out of yourself, if you feel guilty, is to help somebody else. But you've got to want to. You've got to want to. You've got to have a want to about you. If you don't want to, it ain't going to happen. You've got to want to do this, and there is no desire here. Or is there? Is there someone here who wants to get the guilt out of their life? 
if you want to get rid of guilt to keep from avoiding responsibility, if you want to stop reacting to situations unwisely, if you're tired of having your buttons pushed, if you want to forgive you or if you are afraid or if you want to get rid of your guilt, what you need to do is you need to act quickly right now as together we stand and sing.